The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. And welcome, everybody, to Bench with Bubba, episode four. And for those that don't know, that is your new Saturday morning wake-up call, folks, in about days. When college football comes back into action, that is your new college game day song. Uh, it's called Collider by X Ambassadors, featuring Tom Morello. A little different, not your coming-to-your-city song, but uh, it, it may, it'll grow on us because what else are you going to do on Saturday mornings during college football season? But with that being said, let me introduce the one and only, once again, joining Bench with Bubba, Doc. You can find him at positive underscore vig. How you doing tonight, Doc? Doing well, doing well. Excellent, thank you. Good to hear, good to hear. Well, give me give me two cents on that song. What do you what do you think? I know you didn't hear very much of it, and uh, I can I'll put I'll put Tom, uh, What's up? I like Tom Morello, but I think I gotta hear it a couple more times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I, that's how I felt. Cause I was like, I was kind of briefly telling you the few minutes we just chatted. I was like, I'm a huge Morello fan too, and I I was like, oh, this could, this could be good. Okay, we're gonna play like some Rage or something. This will be interesting. And then that came on, and I'm like, yeah. So I'll attach that YouTube video to the write up for the pod, so you guys can see really what you think about it and let us know because it's definitely different. But with that being said, we got a lot of stuff to talk about since the last time we talked. Uh, Baseball's been getting goofy. Trade deadline was nuts. There's everybody's retiring. There's some virgin that wants to come play baseball again. It's uh, it's crazy. We got the Olympics. We got football. <laughs> let's 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 start it off with some baseball. And we're just gonna start Yankee Nation. It's uh, it's going crazy. They did one of the craziest like three weeks or whatever before the trade deadline they've done in years. Um, I'm actually working on a piece about the evil empire being rebuilt. And um, it reminds me a lot of the mid-90s when they finally started coming up with the Jeters and the Bernie Williams and the Mo Riveras, the way they got rid of a lot of the money and their, uh, they, they got all these young, talented players. And then um, Mark Deshera said he's retiring, and then all of a sudden A-Rod's retiring next Friday, or this Friday, I guess. What What's your takeaway as a Boston Red Sox fan especially? What do you think is going on in, in the Bronx? <laughs> um. Honestly, uh, I think it's great. I think it's great what they're doing. Um, even though I, I hate the Yankees, 
um, the rivalry is kind of like yeah. kind of died down as you know lately. I mean, they're playing tonight, and... but so um, I think I think what they're doing is the smart thing. I think they're just I think they if anybody like was a true winner at the deadline, it was the New York Yankees, in my opinion. So, oh yeah, no, it was it was amazing because. It's amazing because you always look at trade deadlines and it's always about buyers and sellers. And, you know, when you're a seller, it's usually not easy to see because you're getting kids that are like in double A and single A and prospects are prospects until they prove you otherwise. It's one of my favorite sayings because it's so true. Um, guys can get so angry yeah. about these teams. And you look at like the Texas Rangers, they they blew their wad and they loaded up. And if they don't win, they're going to be crying for a long time. Like they, they had a, they had a, a deep, deep talent pool and, Given, I think they did very well in the Lucre deal, keeping some big names, no Profar, no Gallo, those kind of things. But what the Yankees did by just cutting bait with some veterans that they weren't going to re-sign anyways, or if they want, they can re-sign them now because they got money out the ass like normal. And you pick up guys like Clint Frazier from the Indians. You already had Judge Sanchez in your system, and you got a stud shortstop from the Cubs. The list goes on and on. Um, I don't know. It might not be next year. It might not be the year after, but it's uh, it's going to be very interesting to see the Yankees back as a prominent player, I think. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I thought what Texas did was a little bit weird. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I honestly don't think, I don't think they, uh, I don't think they needed all the bats. I didn't, I don't think they needed Luke Roy. I didn't think they needed Beltran. I mean, Beltran's a great piece and, Lucroy's a nice piece too, but um, I honestly think they just needed bullpen help. To be honest, I mean, if I were, if I were, uh, I forget the guy's name, the GM there, but um, the young kid. But if I were him, like I think I said it to you, I, I think the Jeffress uh, acquisition was probably might be end up being their most valuable. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you saw Dyson today, Sam Dyson. Um, the uh, the shitty closer there, he almost blew it in Colorado today, which is not hard to do because it's Colorado. But then again, if you're the if you're the the Dyson, not the vacuum, but the the closer that makes leads go away. Uh, yeah, he's supposed to suck. Yeah, he he sucks. So I I, I think uh, getting a reliever uh, more of a more bullpen help would have been more honest. Honestly, would have been more better and would have been better. And then also maybe another starter to that. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think their moves are, their moves, a lot of people were ranting and raving about it, but I thought they could have just used more arms myself and they had the, all the offense. I mean, they already have Beltre, Mazzara, uh, Desmond, you name it. The list goes on and on. Moreland guy. I mean, mm-hmm. their, their offensive lineup is, and like you really needed Beltran, you really needed Lucroy. Like, I thought they could have used more bullpen help myself. So, yeah, I, I agree. They had ca- they have catchers like Robinson Torino and Brian Wilson have done just fine behind the play. Like very formidable catchers. Right. You have Nomar Mazzara um, in the outfield. You have Profar, who's also playing the outfield to go with the Shields when he's healthy. Desmond, the offense, like you said, it's loaded from top to bottom. It's freaky. Given when I first saw their new lineup, it's it's disgusting. It's it freaky, is. but um, it's like a slow pitch softball lineup. But <laughs> but it's like you said, 
what they needed to trade their prospects for was an Aroldis Chapman or an Andrew Miller, someone that when one of your big pitchers like you Darvish or Cole Hamels gets you to the eighth, even the seventh inning, seventh, eighth inning, you feel good because right now you don't feel good about anything. And come playoff times, that's going to bite you in the ass more often than not. But, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a crazy trade deadline. I don't remember one like that. Usually we get that in the NBA once in a while, and that's about the only sport. This was bananas. Like, that last day up to, like, 1 Pacific, 4 Eastern was just utter chaos. I couldn't keep up on the Twitter handle. It was fucking nuts. Yeah, I mean, usually it's kind of a buildup of, like, and usually we're kind of disappointed with, like, the, the lack of moves. But, uh, no, it was, it was definitely – it was big. Yeah, well – We'll take it back to the Yankees real quick. And one of the ones that really I was – I woke up hungover Sunday morning and <laughs> they were making breakfast. I was at my sister-in-law's house and they were making biscuits and gravy in the kitchen. And I'm on, the tw- I'm on my phone checking Twitter and I start laughing. And they asked what's so funny. I said, the Yankees are essentially making A-Rod retire in the middle of August. Yeah. And – they're like, well, what's the big deal? Like, they're women. I don't expect them to understand that. And sorry to any women sports fans. It's not trying to be sexist. It's just they're not sports people. Um, usually when you have someone retire, even Mark, even Mark Teixeira, for Christ's sake, last week said, I'll retire at the end of the season. Like, why is A-Rod, yeah. especially when he's so close to 700? That one, I want to know what's really going on behind the scenes. There's something to yeah. it. And then they, then they pick Friday yet they're not playing them pretty much any of the days going to Friday. So what the hell is it? What do you think? Do you have, do you have any idea? Uh, maybe they got a week <laughs> to prepare for some like special send off, whatever saying A-Rod it's been real, but yeah, I, get I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't get it, but um, you know, it's just really disappointing. Cause like, I remember seeing him with the Mariners and how special of a player he was and, I mean, everybody remembers back in that summer when he uh, was 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 he traded to the Rangers? No, he signed as a free agent to the Rangers. Right? That was one of the that. that was one of the first big free agent signings that like really yeah, started. Ten p- years. Yeah, started ten pissing years, people off. Yeah, 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 and um, it's like you know, I mean, the guy was a special talent, and then after all the PED use, you're kind of like, you just kind of feel cheated a little bit. You know, it's just like, wow, the guy really would. I mean, granted, and when he was in Seattle, I, apparently he wasn't doing the, the PEDs, but I guess all the pressure got to him and says, oh, I need this little extra help, make sure I cash in and all this stuff, and make sure I'm worth my contract or whatever. I don't know, but I'll never get the reasoning behind it, but no. um, it's sad. It's kind of sad to see like that great of a talent. Yeah, it's, it's like the same. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's the same sob story you hear with, like, Bonds and Maguire and all these guys. It's like, yeah. I need to do it to keep up and make money because everyone else and blah, 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 blah. I tweeted out a picture of A-Rod with Griffey when they were back on the Mariners. He looked just like Bonds did with the Pirates, just like Maguire did with the A's. It's like they're sh- sticks of themselves. Yeah. Uh, but you know what's going to be a shame about A-Rod retiring? Because we just had the, the, the playboy of all playboys retire last season, Derek Jeter. And now you have you have A Rod retiring, who he'll never say it, but he wanted to be Derek Jeter. I think if if A Rod isn't already bisexual, if he was ever going to, Jeter would be his guy <laughs> because it's like he wanted everything in his power to be a Yankee. 
And, you know, there's always that saying to be a true Yankee. I don't think he's ever a true Yankee. They never really bought into A-Rod there. No, they didn't. Um, but it's like he always wanted to be Jeter. He was always in his footsteps. Jeter was dating the top 100 Maximinals uh, models. A-Rod's d- dating, like, the 40 and over hot actresses. Yeah. Um, he's, he's trying to keep up but can't do it. He had a fucking centaur made of himself and put it above his bed. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Can you be any more narcissistic? The, but, that's my thing. The point I think I'm getting at is, who's the next A Rod? <laughs> I can't think of one off the top. I was I thinking about think it all day. One. Yeah, because now I you can't. got a bunch well, of. Well, oh, wait, 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 wait. I got one. I got one. Bryce Harper. <laughs> and you know that is. We didn't even script that shit because what I was gonna go with next, and after the Yankees made all those trades, Bryce Harper will be in pinstripes in a year or two because they're gonna yes, pay him like four hundred million dollars. And how perfect is that grease back hair gonna look there in Yankee Stadium? That fucking hair! Oh my god! If you didn't hate the Yankees already, you are <laughs> you're gonna be miserable for like fifteen years. <laughs> I can't stand him. I can't stand him. Because they are going to give him the biggest contract in the history of baseball, and it won't even be close. It'll be he'll eclipse it by like fifty million dollars. It'll be it'll be absolutely ridiculous. Okay, well we'll move on from a Rod, and that that was perfect. I, that was just outstanding. Bryce Harper couldn't have said that better right there. Um, going back to Texas real quick, a shocker today, Prince Fielder, but he did it like a true businessman. He didn't announce his retirement. He announced he's physically not cleared to play baseball, so he can't play for the rest of his life. But since he didn't retire, he gets paid the rest of his contract. Yeah. Genius. But like you said, yeah. Texas doesn't even know. Yeah. But I, that's, I, another sad, I really, that's another sad story, too. So. Yeah, because I was talking with some people today. Like You remember little, little chubby prints running around the home run derbies when Cecil was hitting bombs and – all that kind of stuff. And then um, when he came up with Milwaukee, he was so fun and freaking just awesome. And then he went vegan and just kind of went downhill from there. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's a shame right there. But on one last light note, when it comes to baseball, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Spotlight couldn't just sit on an SEC network set and just shut his goddamn mouth Tim Tebow decides, I want to come back and play baseball now. What do you think of that? Uh, I'll, I'll file that under I don't give a shit, to be honest. <laughs> I don't care less, but I'm sure we'll hear, it all, hear about it every day on SportsCenter um, if you watch the four-letter network. But um, Oh, Neil Walker just hit a homer. Oh, nice. Um, I I, uh, yeah, I don't give a shit. I mean, if he has a tryout, good for him. If he makes the big leagues, good him. Good for him. God bless. Whatever. I don't care. It just makes me laugh because you look back on his NFL time and sure he was unorthodox and sure he wasn't great, but the scary part is he won games and the NFL, all you really care about is winning. It's all you really care about. You look at the, like you got Mark Sanchez. He's about to lead the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Elway wanted him out of Denver in the worst. I just, I'm just still kind of confused on how he didn't get a job somewhere else, like stick somewhere else. Not even the CFL would take him. It's just, <laughs> it's yeah. Crazy. I mean, his release was just so 
slow. I mean, Elway wanted him out in the worst way, and it was so, like, sickening how, like, he won that playoff game against Pittsburgh, and, like, John Elway was, like, jumping for joy, but deep down inside he was like, shit. Yeah, You got to deal with this shit, you know? It's like, because just, you know, God, you know, I I mean – I don't know, really know. But when he got signed in New England at one time, and they brought him in for training camp, and I was like, "I was the happiest Dolphins fan on the planet." I was ecstatic. <laughs> I was so happy. But, uh, oh man, that was like but, probably one of the worst. That was that was like the worst signing since Chad Johnson, probably. Ocho but Cinco. We right we're going to talk about Ocho Cinco in a little bit, actually. Ocho, but no, uh, no. one last. No, no, no. One last thing on Tebow, besides being the 40-year-old virgin, is um, the scary part about Tebow and this whole bullshit, there are, his, his agent and everything, oh, it's not publicity, all this crap. Okay. An independent league team already offered him a contract. Well, it's fucking well, ridiculous. T- it's tickets, ticket sales. But you know what the worst part is? I'd go watch him. I'd probably That's the problem. I'd rather go – well, you know, I where I live, where I live, we have that super, super-duper minor league team called the Worcester Tornadoes. Oh, yeah. And um, Jose Canseco actually – Jose Canseco actually played there for a couple of weeks, and nobody gave a shit. Nobody cared. Nobody. You know, That's outstanding. Nobody. Well, like you said, we're going to hear about this probably every day for until he either signs or says, I'm not playing anymore. So, uh, well, I have a – Sad feeling we'll be talking about that again sometime. But let's let's shift off. Let's shift off this wall. And let's go to the NFL Hall of Fame. We have the one, the only, Brett Favre. Sorry, Doc, you got me? Yes, I do. Doc? I hear you. All right, cool. Sorry. So we'll shift over to NFL to the Hall of Fame. Stupid freaking websites. They're automatic commercials. Um, this past weekend, Brett Favre. Simple case for Hall of Fame. We'll start with that. Do you have any issues with Brett Favre in the Hall of Fame? No, I love Brett Favre. I love Brett Favre. Yeah, it's hard. Brett. Brett. I, yeah. I have like. Me and actually, me and my buddies, um, we actually made a pact. Although we didn't fulfill the pact because we said once he goes into the Hall of Fame, we're going to go see him in Canton. And I was seeing somebody, some buddies down in um, West Virginia, and Canton's not that far away from there. But like, who can forget like Favre Watch mm-hmm. back in that summer when he was with the Packers and like. Uh, Favre's just like he. I mean, he's a little bit of attention whore. It's like, yeah, but I mean, the guy's funny. Mm-hmm. It's like every interview with him is like hilarious. It's like he asks he like a question and he answers it himself. He's like, I mean, can I send pics of my dick to any girl? Yeah, yeah, I can. <laughs> I mean, c- can I still play? Yeah, I think I can. I can still play. So. <laughs> I, I Brett Favre to me is like um, one of my favorite football players of all time that like, even though he, I didn't, I wasn't like a Packers fan or anything. I, I loved watching him play. I'll never forget the Raiders game when his, after his father yeah, passed away that he had that yeah. ridiculous game and just, just nuts. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, towards the end of his career, he kind of milked it for what it, for every, 
everything it was worth, but I enjoyed watching him play. He was a true legend of the game. Yeah, no, it, it you don't like you said you don't have to be a Packers fan. It's hard not to be a Brett Favre fan. The guy yeah. is just as blue collar American football as you can find. Like mm-hmm. he's out there doing freaking Wranglers commercials for Christ's sake. Drew Brees right. is only Drew Brees is only doing Wranglers commercials because Brett Favre retired. Um, it's like he just did so many things, and I'm a little bit of a Packers fan, but it wasn't because <laughs> of Brett. It wasn't because of Brett. The Brett is. He's awesome, and I wish he didn't stick around for as long, but the best part about him actually going into the Hall of Fame now is he can't come back and play. So that's all said. <laughs> yeah. We like, he, he literally can't fucking troll us anymore. It's yeah, over. Exactly. Done. Thank you, Brett. But like you said, his interviews are phenomenal. I just don't think he has the desire because he, you know every station's asked for him to be on set. He has oh, to. Oh, I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. And, I'm trying to figure out if he'd be good on set or if he'd be good in a game, like as like a, an Aikman type. I can't quite figure it out. I just don't think he gives a shit enough to do it. And that's, <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at. He's like, if it was his schedule, he'd be all for it. Cause you can tell he loves the game. He goes back and coaches high school football. Still Brett Favre, like one of the greatest quarterbacks ever is coaching high school football. If he wanted yeah. to coach anywhere, he could coach anywhere. Like there's so many things for him to do, but I mean, it was you, good to see. You, and, like, uh, yeah. Imagine if, like, remember the remember the Patriots against the Colts, and he went for the and Belichick went for the fourth down, fourth and two. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brett Favre would be like, "Would I have called that play? No, no, probably not. Could I have made the play? Yeah, I, I think I could have." <laughs> so I can't I can't do the impression <laughs> like you. I'm not even gonna fucking oh, try because gold. No, that is gold. I don't want to ruin this, but. He basically would have not even listened to his headset because he's already like, we're already going for it. We don't yeah. need your help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, he's a legend. And uh, it was really funny because I just kind of watched like highlights of the Hall of Fame deal because I was busy on Saturday. And um, this gets me to my next part here because, yeah, sure, we could probably talk Brett Favre all day. But the, the rest of the class, I'm going to read them off real quick. Tony Dungy, Kevin Green. Marvin Harrison, Orlando Pace, Eddie DeBartolo Jr., Ken Stabler, and Dick Stanfield. I have to ask right now, how in all hell did Tony Dungy make the Hall of Fame? Do you agree with that at all? I I don't know. I, I don't think he should I'm have made it in. I'm by that. Because he's the first. No. Because he's the first African-American coach. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but I want to be I get it. I mean, yeah, he got the Colts, but I mean, Colts really shouldn't have been been in that game anyway from the beginning. But it was a horrible game in the rain. That was fucking like the worst Super Bowl in a long time, dude. Rex Grossman, you shitting me? Yeah, like the worst. Yeah, great. Oh. Yeah, oh, no, I, don't, I don't think he. Yeah, he he won a Super Bowl and he helped Michael Vick back to the NFL. Big deal. Like, yeah, he didn't do any, anything with the Bucks. He failed with the Bucks. I tell you what, man. I tell you what. I tell you what. Who did, man? I tell you what. I tell you what. Who uh, got that Tampa Bay Bucks team, man? <laughs> I'll tell you right, right, right there, man. <laughs> Don Gruden. He better get the. He better get oh, in the boy. goddamn Hall of Fame if Tony Dungy gets in the Hall of Fame. I'm telling you, man. Spider Y two banana, man. <laughs> <laughs> you want to come in my quarter my quarterback bus? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, Tony Dungy. I don't get it. He's he's, oh, he's a mid level he's a mid level defensive back. He was not even that great of a coach until Peyton Manning led him to the promised land. Right. Like when we see, see how well that worked. Um, he looks like Sam Cassell's father. Like yep. there's really nothing going for Tony Dungy. He's horrible on TV. Like if it's not for Absolutely Rodney awful. Harrison making him, if he's not if it's not for Rodney Harrison trying to looking dumber than him, it would be really bad. And <laughs> and that's not even a jab yeah, at Rodney it. Harrison. I don't get it. it. It's just intelligence level. Um, I saw that. I didn't even realize he was in the Hall of Fame class, and I turned the TV on. And I'm like, holy shit! Like the rest of these guys, I can kind of get. Yeah. And and for once, for once, Stephen A. Smith. Did you see what he came out with the other day? I did not. He went on one of his classic rants. I'll have to find it for you about would Tony Dungy be in the Hall of Fame if he was white? Oh, Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith came out with it from oh. the top rope. <laughs> wow. Yeah, out of all I the try, people I try, out- I, tr- I try to avoid Stephen A. at all costs, but I didn't hear about that. I got to go back to that. I got to get that clip. <laughs> it was retweeted. On, it was retweeted on my timeline, and I literally pulled over and watched it, and it was just jaw dropped. That's awesome. It was okay. Um, any other comments on the rest of this class? It's a bunch of guys. They were good, but this this is what this is why I don't like the Pro Football Hall of Fame because it's every year you get at least seven guys. It's just it's so watered down in my opinion. Like baseball could go a whole year without a guy, get one guy, whatever. The NFL, it just seems like, oh, we got to fill them in, so this is what we got. Yeah, I don't know how Terrell Unzain isn't in. I don't know how uh, – Marvin Harrison was well-deserving. I thought Orlando Pace was deserving. Pace was a beast. Uh-huh. Pace was awesome. I totally yeah. agree with Pace. Pace yeah. awesome, awesome. I, I think most of the class was pretty deserving except for Dungy. I, I, yeah. And Dungy stood out like a sore thumb. I just couldn't understand that. But that leads me to my next question because, you know – what, what else could we talk about besides the 2017 Hall of Fame class? And I just want to read off these six names of first ballot hall, uh, potential Hall of Famers. you got LaDainian Tomlinson. In. Donovan, Donovan McNabb. <clears throat> Don't vomit. Here's one for you. Ocho Cinco. Nope. Here's one I really like, and I think he deserves it. Brian Dawkins. Is it yes. close? That's a tough one. It's close. Here's a one I'm very biased on, Jason Taylor. Yes. It's a tough one. I, I can see that going both ways, but he was a defensive monster. And then the he last one, nasty. the last one, and I think it's strictly he's done enough PR to might maybe help him, but I don't think he deserves it, would be uh, Heinz Ward. God, Heinz Ward was a tough football player, man. I like Heinz oh, Ward. One of the toughest ones you've ever seen. Like, literally, can't take that away from him at all. Like, he was a machine. No. No, Heinz definitely belongs in the hall. That's what's so tough about it because – so, they allow seven guys in. I just named you six. I think he said four of them are in. Then you got T.O., Kurt Warner, and a handful of others that didn't get in this year. Plus, there's always the committee of, like, veterans and all that crap. Um, I think LT's yeah. automatic. If LT doesn't yeah. get in, that's a shame. And then other than that, it could, I could see arguments for the rest. Yeah, but don't most definitely. But, yeah. Well, we'll move on for that, and let's get into a piece you recently wrote, since we're on the NFL mode. You picked up on a really solid piece, and it's getting a lot of traffic. People seem to be enjoying it. 
10 breakout players for the 2016 season. And I'll have to be honest, you picked one a hell of a cover boy. Outstanding cover boy. <laughs> yeah. uh, and you, 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 you know, you don't have to kiss my ass or anything, but you put two dolphins in the top 10. This is pretty freaking awesome. But, I didn't um, even do that, but I had to. I know. I was, I was reading it going, wait a minute. This, this can't be right. I know. I didn't want to do that but, either, but um, it just happened that way, I guess. So, but there's, yeah. there's a couple, I, there's a couple I totally, totally get down with. But one I want to ask you about. And I could see why you're doing it, but I want to hear your explanation a little more. Jadavian Clowney, you got number two. And we know it's just he can't stay on the field, but he is, as they say, if he was white, he'd have a high motor. Um, what's, what, what are you thinking with Clowney? You thinking, you know, what are you predicting to break out for Clowney? Um, I think Clowney is going to have a better year than J.J. Watt. And Clowney's going to be a beast this year. Um, I saw really like glimpses of him, especially in that Patriots game, how quick he was. Um, I think he's still adjusting to like the defense that like essentially last year was his rookie year. Let's be honest. Oh yeah. Um, I just think if he's totally healthy, I think he will definitely be like a force to be reckoned with. I mean, Te- the Texans got some nasty pass rushers too. You got um, uh, Whitney Merciless, who's pretty nasty. Of course, JJ Watt, and but I think Clowney by far is. I think he has the most potential. Um, Watt being like where he is in the defense, he's not prone to like he gets he gets a lot of sacks. He's a nasty. He's a nasty. He's a beast. He's a, he's also a media whore, but uh, I think. Uh, Clowning is poised to have a really, really, really solid year this year, and and no. I, I saw I saw footage of him. I watched film um, on the NFL Network. I've watched some uh, past games um, this summer, and I just got I just look at that guy, and I'm like, he's he's going to break out. He's he, he's too good to be a bust. He's got too much talent. He's too much of an athletic freak not to do anything. No, I agree. I think I agree. this year, this year he's he's fully healthy, and he had microfracture surgery too, which is really really hard to come back from. Mm-hmm. Um, and but the younger you are, the younger you have it, of course, the more you can recover, the easily you can recover from it. I think Clowning is due for a really really good season this year. I really do. I think he's going to be a beast. I totally agree. He's uh, whenever it, you know you're good and you know you're a freak athlete, at least in my opinion, is when every time I hear his name, a I don't think about his injuries, which has derailed the start of his career where people are already trying to say the b word. And but um, mm-hmm. more importantly, every time I hear his name, I think of it, South Carolina when he blew that guy up about six yards behind the line of scrimmage. Oh, I believe it was on Michigan, Michigan yeah. bowl game. Yeah, out, out yeah. that bowl, I think it was. Um, when that's the first thing I can, if that's the first thing that comes to mind, you're pretty fucking good. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that that play, yeah. like if, if for some odd reason you're you're listening to this podcast, you're like one of the five people that do, um, and you haven't seen that play, please just go do that. And don't listen to any more of this. Go check that out. Um, but no, just kidding. Um, you have a couple <laughs> running backs I 
really, really like on this list. Besides Jay and Jai, I'm not going to go bias there. I totally agree with the Jai. His big thing is with uh, Gays taking over and them signing Foster and all these bullshit reports about how great Foster's playing. Well, yeah. if he can't make it past week four, well, then it doesn't matter. But we'll see how that goes. Two guys I wanted to talk about, and I love them, and I had them in fantasy leagues last year. Latavius Murray for the Oakland Raiders, who overall I think the Raiders are going to be really good, and I like them to win the West. Mm-hmm. Um, and Duke Johnson of the Cleveland Browns, who's a beast out of the U. Um, yep. Two really, really good young backs who actually had really good seasons last year. And you, I, what I guess, when I guess what I'm getting to is you think they're going to do even better than they were last year, what you're saying? I do. I think Latavius Murray, the only thing is he's got to be more consistent with his carries. Um, uh, he goes in, his pad level is a little bit too high. And I think if his pad level gets a little bit too low, his, his runs will be more consistent. And I think with, with the, the acquisitions they made on the offensive line, especially a simile at the guard position, I think that's going to open some gaping holes. I think you're going to see the back of um, Latavius Murray's jersey a lot this season. I think the vendors will for sure, but I, I like Murray to have a really, really solid year. I do. Yeah, I absolutely love Murray. I, I had him in at least half my fantasy teams last year. People would laugh at me, and then by, like, week five, they stopped laughing. Yeah. Uh, the kid is good. It's just a matter of that – last year the Raiders were so inconsistent. Like you said, it's a matter of keeping the volume, keeping the touches. Um, I think as they've gotten better, and like you said, they went and got an alignment, they went and did this and did that, I think they'll see what they have and they'll focus on that. And they'll realize you've got a talented quarterback in Carr and a great receiver in Cooper – if you make Murray the focal point, it just makes that even better. Um, yeah, yeah, you got to be you got to be more balanced. You got to be more balanced on offense, and I think that kind of like held Murray back a little bit because they were like they struggled on third down last year a lot, and I think the maturation of Carr with this offense, the emergence of Clive Walford, um, who I really wanted to put as a breakout player, but he's like he's like one of those really really hyped tight ends on in fantasies this year. Um, but you also got Crabtree who's is like ridiculously reliable. Um, and then of course, um, God, uh, the name escapes me, the wide receiver, uh, a Cooper. He's going to give, he's only going to get better. He's going to be a stud. Um, mm-hmm. I think they have like the pieces this year to be like a really, really, the only thing, the only thing that kind of like concerns me with the Raiders is their schedule. And the the fact that they travel east a lot, yep. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I still think they're going to be a very very decent team, and I think yeah, I think they're going to win the West. Okay, one more name I want to cover because we're not going to cover every name. People still need to click on it, read the article. Is um, one that caught my eye because I thought he had a really good year last year, and I think he's super talented. And everybody hates on him. Is Mister Crabhands himself? Jameis Winston, you have number seven, uh, Tampa Bay quarterback. Do you think he uh, – you do. You expect him to lead them to the playoffs. What's the difference this season? Um, maturation, pretty much. Um, the guy was, like, phenomenal. Um, I, I believe I heard a stat off, off the top of my head. I don't know what it was uh, exactly. Um, in the fourth quarter, the guy shows up. I believe the like the last seven games or eight games of the year, he was like he was like top five in the league in efficiency. I forget what it was. I'm not going to spew nonsense, but um, it was awesome. But he improved so much throughout the year, 
he's really slimmed down a lot. Um, he doesn't have that beer gut anymore. <laughs> um, hey. Jay, you know what, Bob, I tell you what, man, I, I was like, when he was a freshman, I didn't, I really wasn't buying into the hype of Winston. I didn't, I wasn't really all that impressed. I thought it was just basically the talent around him, but mm -hmm. his sophomore year, he showed me so much real deal. I think he's a very, very special player. I think he's going to be a very, very good quarterback. The fact that he's with Dirk Cutter this year, their turnover, like the turnover, the off, the, the head coach, the fact that Lovey's gone, but Cutter takes over, the relationship stays the same. That only helps matters. You know, he doesn't have to learn a new system or anything. I, I really expect big things out of Tampa this year. I really do. I thought they were a sneaky good team last year. They were just a couple plays away from winning like two or three more games. I think they can sneak in. I think they're the only team in the South that can give Carolina problems. This is pretty much Carolina's division to, to lose. But I think Tampa is going to uh, be one of those pesky teams in the NFC South that's going to give them a run. But I, I do see them getting into the wild card. No, I, I agree with all that. I just wanted to hear it from the horse's mouth. Um, like you said, I wasn't a Jameis fan. And then that year, I think it was sophomore or junior year. What year did they win the national yeah. title? So, when that, that title, was that his freshman year? Yeah, it was his freshman year, yes. That no, title game no. impressed me. Yeah. That was sophomore or junior year. I messed up. I, I messed up. I don't I don't know if it was a sophomore or freshman year. I forget. That's all good. But that game made me get a new respect for him, and uh, it just kept developing. And then everyone was like, well, he's not mature because all the issues. And sure, people forget he's a goddamn college kid where yeah. they're watching everything he did. If people watched what I did in college, I'd be fucked. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> we all did stupid stuff. It's just the way it works. He just, has a, he just did dumber things with a spotlight on his back. But you, you listen to all the reports. He's he's taking it super seriously. He's already lost weight now. When he uh, They all talk about him being the first one in, last one out. He's he's doing things that no one thought Jameis Winston would do. And right. um, with that talent around him, and I loved him last year. You said those last five, six weeks, I rode his ass in DFS all day long because he was so cheap, and he was money. Um, yep. The guy's good, very, very good, and um, I like it. If you guys want to get catch more, read all the top ten breakout players by Doc. You can find it at uh, sportsdegens.com. Check it out. Uh, lots of good stuff there, lots of good stuff coming, as you can tell just by this little brief part. Doc is quite the NFL college football. He's all-around he's all sports guy, but he really, really, really enjoys his football, and um, we'll talk a lot more about that as the season comes up and takes place. But one last football thing you wanted to talk about, and I totally agree because I think it's the dumbest thing in the world, but if you get on Twitter, everyone's an expert. What is your opinion on betting on the NFL preseason? Um, I don't know. If you want to put some, like, like throw, like, a couple bucks down on a game, I don't know. I, I Some people actually really do well. Mm -hmm. Um a lot of like, uh, especially with totals, I noticed a lot of people do well with totals too, like hitting the unders or whatnot. Um, they know they like get this information of who's playing, who's not, stuff like that, and it's I really you know advantageous. But I don't know. I, I I've I have I mean, I mean, have I bet on the preseason? Yeah, yeah, I have. <laughs> have I been successful? I, I can't say I have been, but um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's fun. I guess people call that like a warm-up to the football season. No, it's not really a warm-up. It's just kind of like getting your D-Gen on, I think. Yeah. But some people I know that actually do really well in the preseason. So more power to them. I mean, if they can find an angle to do it and be successful at it, then have at it. But um, not really my cup of tea, so. Yeah, let me rephrase it. I don't think it's completely, like, ridiculous to do. I get it. If you can find an edge, you can win money. Bet on whatever the hell you want to bet on. Go bet on slug races. I don't care. But um, getting that is if you go on Twitter, everyone's an expert, and they're like max betting stuff. It's preseason football. Go bet a Subway sandwich on it or something. Stupid. Let's like that's where I get like this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. If it was like week if it was week ten in a divisional game, sure, go throw a nickel on it, knock yourself out. But when we're talking yeah. preseason when the starting players aren't even going to play the first quarter. Like, what the hell are you gambling on? But um, yeah, that's where I was laughing at it going, what in the hell? Cause it's all over. You've seen it every day, but um, Oh yeah. The, the, the 50 unit bombs on fucking preseason games. Give me a break. Like, come on people. But yeah, but all right. Another big thing that's taking place in the world these days. And it's slowly just showing its true colors is the Olympics in Rio. And um, Friday night was the opening ceremonies, was one of the least watched opening ceremonies in the last 15, 20 years. Um, The events, I can't stand it because I already know what's going to happen. And most of them, the good stuff comes on after 10 o'clock at night on my coast. I don't know about the East Coast. I'm assuming it's the same. I don't know. Um, I absolutely hate this because I enjoy watching the Olympic events. I already know about the goddamn women's gymnastics tonight. It's not even on for another four hours at my house. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like, what the, what the hell is this? What, and, and by the way, USA is kicking ass again, but um, what, what do you, what's your takeaway so far from the Olympics? Anything you like or dislike about it? Um, I never disliked the Olympics. I've always been a fan. I've always watched it. Um, uh, as a kid, I think I would take like eight VCR tapes like everything from the Olympics, um, like from like Seoul from '88 and Seoul, South Korea, Seoul, Korea, on like the 1992 Barcelona Games when um, they had the Olympics triple cast on NBC, and it was like 29.95 a day, pay per view for the Olympics. But that's that was just ridiculous. Never worked. But I've always been a big Olympic fan. Um, I do like going on Twitter and seeing a lot of people like in the Olympic spirit, so to speak. Um, there's actually some people that fucking know what they're talking about. Um, a lot of good follows, like for like a lot of people call them Olympic darts. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, you know, the bets and stuff, but like, like uh, Wes Reynolds, you, you follow him? Yeah. 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 He's been fucking ripping up the Olympics hats off to him um he's been tearing it up but like you know you got some people like Duncan put out that article track and field I'm like I ran cross uh, cross country and track when I was a kid like for like 10 years so I'm like big into that stuff um and he wrote a like a really solid piece on that and I'm like really looking forward to that and who can forget like in 1988 with the Ben Johnson scandal and who can forget like Michael Johnson blowing away everybody in 96 in Atlanta. You know, stuff like that. 
Yeah, and then Usain Bolt, just a yeah. freak of nature, and that's just stuff I love to watch. So, yeah, some people and like I love that part. Cool. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I still like. I stayed up last night. I already knew. I already knew the swimming results, but like literally, every I fall, I'd be start falling asleep in between, and then I'd hear them get to the blocks. So I wake up and watch it again. Like I watched Carrie mm. Walsh. I watched the girls kick ass on beach volleyball. I already knew it was going to happen, but you're right. There's there's something about the camaraderie and the like the unity and the. It, it doesn't hurt that we kick ass and everything, but um, yeah, but that's America. Um, uh, but like Phelps tonight, they're going to smoke them in the 400 or whatever, the 800 meter relay. I'm going to watch mm-hmm. it. I can't wait. Yeah. I, Cause I want to, I want to see how much they beat them by, but um, <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, like the, no like doubt. the mad dogging that took like that picture. That's all over Twitter of Phelps, just mad dogging that guy shadow boxing. That stuff's awesome, awesome to watch. It is awesome. Um, so yeah, I'm all about it. I love it. I, I just I'm super frustrated because there is the part like when you're watching a big time sports event, you don't want to you want to watch it to find out what happens. It's just yeah, that's the disappointing part about it. I guess it's hard for me to get over, but it is what it is. It's just facts of life. But um, the other the other parts that I'm laughing my ass off about, like you mentioned Usain Bolt. Well, he came to a press conference today with like a bunch of cheerleaders. He's the, yeah. he's the he's the star of stars right now. If he doesn't win all his races, my God! Um, did you see the pictures today about the diving pool? No, I didn't. Okay, they showed an overhead picture. I was gonna I'm gonna attach it to the article for this podcast. The 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 laps pulls to the left, and it's still nice aquatic blue. The diving pool that they're diving in at the moment is like green, and no one knows why. <laughs> oh god and then on a on a sadder note like there's other stuff there's they, there's people getting robbed left and right it's like stuff taking people walking right up just grabbing phones out of hands but on a yeah i saw that video man i saw that video it's nuts it's nuts like people forget yeah it's a tourist destination to a very very small extent it is one of the most impoverished nations in the world like it's yeah it's- a bad point for an olympics but i don't i didn't yeah. get to read the story literally i just saw the Headline, as you said, you're ready. So I hit you up with this. Um, a media bus coming from venues, I'm guessing from like a soccer venue out of town back to to Rio, um, got shot like three or four times as it's driving down the freeway. Oh, God. And so I haven't read it. I don't know if anyone got hurt. Um, I don't know what all happened, but that was like the headline. Like media bus got shot, multiple shots as they're heading back from their venue. So – we still have like what? 10, we still have like at least like a week to ten days of this. This is not good, not no, good at all. That's Already starting to fall apart. Like like they all worried about. Um, it's crazy. Uh, we'll probably talk about it again. But like you said, I know how much you love the Olympics. You talked about it a lot. Duncan's piece was great. Um, DFS Golf Gods came out with his piece today, which is really fun to read because Olympic golf hasn't been in over a hundred years. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how that all unfolds this weekend. A lot of fun yeah. stuff about it. It's just really depressing. Like uh, a lot of people have mentioned on different shows and stuff. And I love the idea. Just pick like four venues and they just rotate. Like London was great. Tokyo was great. I don't care. If, no, whatever. Pick four venues and just rotate every, mm-hmm. so every 16 years you get one of them and you can, you can handle it and it all works. And then you just split the money through. I totally agree. Right. Hey, hey, real quick, I'm I'm watching this. I'm, I mean, I'm not watching. I'm I see this Usain Bolt video with the cheerleaders and whatever, yeah. 
it like reminds me of Apollo Creed and Rocky Four when he comes yep. out living in America when he's fighting Drago uh-huh. before he dies. Oh, it's classic because he didn't. <laughs> it's, it's classic because he didn't even technically qualify. He just got grandfathered into the Olympics. He didn't run of in course, any of these because he's the best. Which no. obviously, yeah. Like you can't not have him, but literally, he said, "I'm half injured. I'm not running." And they said, "No problem. You're in." <laughs> it's like it's like everybody else on the starting blocks. There's one less spot. Good luck. But. <laughs> I just laughed. Like, and then I saw that video the day. I'm like, oh, that's freaking great. I hope he wins because if he loses, I wouldn't even want to show my face in that area ever again. No shit. But, okay, well, that was some of the heavier stuff we were going to talk about. Let's just kind of spitball a few things here. Let's talk about some recent social media professional snafus. And let's start off with Draymond Green. Um, Draymond Green accidentally quote unquote hit the wrong Snapchat button with a dick pic. Um, how you accidentally hit the wrong <laughs> button with a dick pic is beyond me, but um, he did the wrong thing. and didn't say his account got hacked. He just started making all kinds of excuses. And then a couple of days later, he's taking more dumb pictures, but um, what's, and I'm praying to God, it's not a dick pic, but what's the dumbest thing you've ever accidentally like texted someone or, Posted somewhere, if you can talk about it. Oh God! Um, oh, by the way, Draymond's pick. Yeah, I think I think Dougie hacked into his Snapchat. That is great. When I when I was like when I when I heard about that when I heard about having I'm like fucking Dougie's at it again. <laughs> yeah, he went, check, he went to go check out the alarm system and started playing with his Snapchat. <laughs> um, what's the dumbest thing I've ever done? Um, God, I don't know. I don't like. Here's an example. I've I, yeah. Go. What you got? I'm I've never done anything like stupid, like social media wise. I've never like posted anything yeah. stupid. I yeah. I like. I'm pretty. Uh, I think I'm pretty much, uh, yeah, I'm pretty aware of if I'm like like drinking a lot or whatever. There's been like some drunk pics like I've put on Facebook before, like or where I've like been like stupid drunk, whatever. But I really don't yeah. care. That's just me. But um, yeah, nothing like I haven't like texted anybody on accident like. I really never done that. I can't believe I haven't. But I mean, knowing me, because yeah, I've, I've done some dumb, I've done some dumb shit. But I don't think I've ever done that. And God bless you, because I've never done like really dumb shit. Like I know I've accidentally texted like "fuck yeah." So Jesus Christ! Is right now the Chargers Jesus. don't have any coffee. <laughs> How many goddamn websites have free shit? Um, no, the uh, <laughs> oh, what a professional thing I'm doing here. Um, some of the dumber things I've done. It's simple stuff. It's like I'm I'm drunk and I'm watching Sunday football or something and the over miraculously hits. I'm like, fuck you, pay me. And I actually text it to my mom. And <laughs> <laughs> I get the text I, back I've and actually, says that, was, that yeah, wasn't I, for I, me, I, was it? <laughs> I, think I, I think I texted like a girl I was dating a long time ago. Like, uh, I think I said something like uh, – I was like on a game or something. He was like, these guys can't do shit. 
what the fuck, this is going to cost me big or something like that. And I was like, oh, fuck. But yeah, that was not, not a big deal. Yeah, no, there's still things like that. Um, the dumbest thing is probably ever on the internet still to this day that I did. I did a lot of dumb things in college, five years of college. Um, one Halloween, I dressed up as a baby in a diaper and a bib, and that was it. Um, <laughs> that's on the internet somewhere. I'm not going to tell anybody where, but it's out there. Um, <laughs> that's there. Went to a bar dressed in a diaper and a bib for the evening. Um, other than that, nothing too bad. I heard one. We'll, we'll end it with this. I heard one the other day. This gal, she was a. Uh, it was on one of the barstool podcasts that the people call in. She uh, was sexting her partner, and she didn't realize that the text message next. She didn't realize the text message next down the thread was a group family reunion text message, and um, I guess the sexting was getting hot and heavy. And so she sent a picture of her nether region saying, "Don't you want to fuck the shit out of this tonight?" To her family reunion. Oh my god! <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do. That's awesome. <laughs> I would die. I would die. I would just be done. <laughs> I would. Yeah, I'd be like, I'm all set. I'm good. <laughs> yep, time to call it a day. Okay. Other social media thing I wanted to touch on real quick. No doubt. Um, Joey Bosa's mom with the. A needs to shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's that's it. A. That's yeah. But B B, I'll give her credit for the hilariousness of it, but really should never have said it because her son's just being a diva to begin with. Um, when she flat out said, I, "I feel bad for Joey. I wish the Chargers basically pulled a Peyton or an Eli Manning and traded them at the draft." Essentially, mm-hmm. um, what I want to know is because we all we agree that was just dumb, and she needs to shut up and just not even tweet or whatever ever again. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, NBA Finals, we had Steph Curry's wife, Aisha. Who yep. is worse, Aisha Curry or Joey Bosa's mom? Aisha, Aisha Curry by a long shot. She's probably the dumbest yeah. tweeter I've ever seen in my life. Stupid. I just want to know if, anybody, to know if anybody's going to take it. It's gonna. This might be one I'm going to have to compare almost every pod to the next idiot and see if anybody ever passes her up because it's just – No, yeah, she's, on, she was, she's, she's in like the Twitter dumb shit Hall of Fame. Twitter dumb shit Hall of Fame. That might have to be a new segment on this pod. <laughs> the Twitter, Twitter dumb, dumb shit Hall of Fame. That's outstanding. She's Absolutely the, outstanding. She's the she she's like the inaugural member. We'll oh man, that. That is Twitter Twitter dumb shit Hall of Fame. Oh man. Well, speaking of Twitter, one of the topics you wanted to discuss: the good and the bad of Twitter. Where did you want to go with the good and the bad of Twitter? Because this could go in so many directions. <laughs> so many directions. I, I'm just you, you put that you put that on the suggestions. I said, okay, I can roll with this. Where did you want to go with this? Okay. Oh man. <laughs> we can save it for another pot if you want. Nope, it's up to you. Nope. Nope. <laughs> okay. I myself. Um, a former tout and um, I never like I I did it for I think roughly a year and um, and then I quit basically because kind of our website kind of just broke down and like to me just wasn't worth it and um, I was putting too much stress on myself and 
leaving winners off the board, overthinking shit. And to be honest, it's made like a world of difference because I'm like much more successful now than I was during that time span. But listen, I'm no fucking expert on nobody's an expert as, as far as I'm concerned, but especially if you're on fucking Twitter, but listen, if you're a tout and you're giving out a free play and the free play is a fucking parlay of two, two minus minus two fifty favorites, fucking delete your account and quit. Cause that's fucking <laughs> stupid. That's square square. Seriously. That's your, that's your fucking free play. A fucking minus, like a, a a parlay that like pays out minus one ten. That's your free play. Get the fuck out of here, man! I think really? I, I, I have I have a hunch. I, I, if I had two guesses, I think I could guess who you're talking about. But we're not going to give them any publicity on here. No, 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 no. I've seen it like three times. Not even I've seen it like three times. Oh, okay. Like, seriously, like like if you're if you're going to have a free play, give out a dog or something. Like, don't give out. Fucking Scherzer and Chris Sale parlay like anybody, <laughs> anybody, and they anybody could come up with that fucking thing. Yep. The one that if you want to go, uh, yeah. yeah, like, go this route, yeah, that annoys yeah. me. And there's one similar thing to that route that annoys me, and I've been annoyed by it forever. And there's certain nights if I drink, I start attacking. I guess one would say. But I've really done a lot better just biting my tongue and walking away. Um, no one's been able to answer this for me. What is a personal play? <laughs> I'm always wondering that one. I, I want to know. Because are you trying to tell me your other plays you're not playing? Or your personal play wasn't good enough to play? Or I, I, I haven't gotten an answer on that one. And that one chaps my ass to go in so many times. Like, it's either a player, it's not. Um, personal plays, they just want to keep it personal. <laughs> then, then don't tweet it, please. It's uh, a personal play. Well, fuck, that one just always, I'm just, I sit there, I see that, I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, really, why am I even on the internet right now? This, this website called Twitter just kills me. Um, it is, it, it's entertaining, though, it is. Oh no! It's a, it's one of the best addictive drugs you could ever find. <laughs> it's fucking unbelievable. But that leads us to this one: things that drive your wife's nuts. My wife absolutely hates Twitter. Yeah, my wife does too. Yeah, like literally. Oh, I, 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 yeah. No, like um, my favorite app is um, besides Twitter, is um the Score app. I think it's yeah. by far the best like score site for anything like all around like for soccer people use flash score like if they want to get dgenx or flash score is usually the best one but um i really like the score it's i've it's like been the best app for me but like usually i put on notifications on like games i bet but if if i got like dfs going I just hit the star and hit all the fucking games. So I get notifications for all the fucking games. And I have to put like the DND on my phone because my wife will fucking flip her shit. She's like, what the fuck? And I yeah. don't blame her, but she puts up with a lot. So 
Yeah, no, that's the biggest thing in my household is I'm trying to learn to be respectful of the time, I guess, is what I've been told. Um, and I agree with it. Yes. I, she puts up with a lot of crap because if you're not, if I'm not on Twitter, I'm either on DraftKings checking scores because, you know, every 30 seconds is going to determine if I make money tonight. Um, and right. Or I'm checking the score app. So it's one of those three things. And it's just one thing after another after another. And I've realized it is pretty dumb. Like over the weekend, we went to a party at the sister-in-law's, like I mentioned, and the phone just got left in the bedroom. That was my decision. Just made it a lot easier to be a dickhead the whole night. Um, right. It's just little things like that. But like last night, last night she wasn't around. So I got to hang out and do stuff on Twitter and I had a blast. But uh, it is a very addictive drug that could get things in a lot of trouble. <laughs> That's where, uh, you know, you know what? I, I I like I look forward to the nights where we hang out or whatnot, and we're like catching a movie or something. But like, if she's watching like The Bachelorette or The Bachelor or something, or Bachelors in Paradise or whatever, then I know that it's going to be like a sports night for me. But let me ask you this, Brian. I went on game. I went. I went on Twitter when The Bachelor season finale was on. Dudes be. Yeah fucking tweeting about the bachelor like dude are you kidding me dude i'm telling you so i don't watch it at all no bachelors for me the stuff i have to sit and watch and i've learned to embrace are some housewife shows um okay vanderpump rules gray's anatomy mm-hmm. stuff like that but um mm-hmm. yes i think it was like last year i started really noticing the bachelor tweets and I've even asked a couple of guys, I'm like, what is going on here? And it's just gotten worse and worse. And I'm starting to wonder, is there something we're missing here? Because I can't figure it out. I, I, I don't get it. Like uh, Portnoy, the guy from Bar- Barstool, he would like every commercial break, he was given a video update of what he thought of The Bachelor. I'm like, you fucking kidding me? Oh, yeah. No, they, they, they do full like articles on it. Like these sites – like Clay Travis, who I could see being bisexual or gay, so it make more sense. Um, he like devours the whole thing. It, it's weird to each their own. Everyone has guilty pleasures. I get it, um, but yeah, the extent that it has gone to, I'm glad you pointed it out, is mind boggling to me. I haven't quite figured it out yet. Yeah, but it's weird. Yeah, it's weird. But you know, Michael, we're all Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps just won the 200 meter butterfly, by the way. Oh, thanks for spoiling it for me. Five hours ahead. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Was I not supposed to tell you? If it wasn't going to be you. It was going to be someone else when I opened my phone up. So it's all good. I just, yeah, you're, you're, you're on Twitter. That's a spoiler anyway. So yeah, I already screwed myself. That's like when my wife, that's when my wife <laughs> texts me. When we didn't watch the finale of something the night before and she texts me on her way to work. Oh, I heard who won the voice. I'm like, well, why'd you do that? I accidentally went on Facebook. You went on Facebook a half an hour after you left the house. I told you not to go on it if you don't want to know what's going to happen. It's all over the place. <laughs> but that's a whole other story. But good for Michael Phelps. That just gives another medal to the good guys. Um, the very the last, thing, the very last thing we'll wrap it up with here as we're approaching that hour mark. The worst thing you've bet on. What is the worst thing you have bet on? Okay. <sighs> Um, table tennis. Ooh. Um, it wasn't much though. Um, and probably, uh, 
tennis. I I, I, I just there's there's a lot of dudes that bet on tennis, and I'll be honest mm-hmm. with you, I don't know how they do it, no. but like, um, that kid, the uh, Fugly, Fugly, mm-hmm. uh, Fugly God, he tears it up on tennis, but um, I don't know how people can bet tennis. I really don't. You're just you're just asking for like stress, it's just like it, ridiculous. But yeah, and then you know, I, I think table tennis is probably. Like, I yeah, told, I, you know, DGen total DGen, but tennis and tennis and soccer are pretty ridiculous. Those ones are those ones will take years off your life in a matter of like an hour. Um, those ones are tough. Yeah. Uh, are we talking? You have to use an actual book, or just gambling amongst friends counts? Oh, you got to use a book. Okay, okay, that changes things. Um, uh, <laughs> technically, technically, um, the hot dog eating contest, that was pretty uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That was the over this year was easy money. Nice. Mr. Chestnut, that one. Um, yeah. I remember actually, I remember a long time ago I did a Brian Bullock podcast. Bebo knows, check him out. Good stuff. Bebo, uh, Bebo. He, uh, we had an actual segment where we named like, some of our weirdest bets and then like three, four, five sports we'd like to see become more bettable. Like we were talking and it'd make it more mainstream on TV. Cause like, remember back in the day, like every Sunday when it wasn't football season or even when it was like after game or the prime time was over or whatever, bowling came mm-hmm. up. Why can't we bet Ooh. on bowling? Like over unders, you know, they play three games a piece or whatever. It's just like tennis. Now you have over unders and stuff. Um, you got spreads. You got all kinds of crazy shit. I couldn't fucking uh, do that. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could bring myself to do that. I'm just saying, like, we can get crazy. We can get weird. This is what it's all about. Um, yeah, something to think shit. about. We'll think about that for the next pod. Crazy sports that need to be bet on. Remember okay. that one. Okay. Um, with that being said, awesome pod. Any last words you have, Doc? Um. No. Um. Oh uh, yeah. Um, just because, look, if you're going to bet on the Olympics, um, use caution. Because <laughs> if it looks too easy, it probably is. Yeah, no doubt. So. No doubt. Um, good stuff there. Again, everybody, thanks for listening. You can find Doc on Twitter at positive underscore big. Myself at BDNTrick. Follow us at the Sports DGens. Lots of good content out. Go check out Doc's 10 breakout players. Go check out D's. Um, do it, do it. Build. But there's John Deere PGA golf. And there's Olympic golf, two pieces this week from DFS golf gods. Uh, Doc and Rich are going to start breaking down divisions for the NFL. There's a lot of stuff coming. Go check it out again. Thanks for listening. We're going to play the whole collider song. Grade it. Let us know what you think. And until next time, we'll catch you later. This is bench with Bubba episode four. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
haunting me, haunting me, haunting me, haunting me. Coming close, it holds on to me, on to me, on to me, on to me. The essence of my brain, you belong to me, long to me, long to me, long to me. Cause when I look in your eyes, don't have long to Thank <laughs> you.